0: Everyone, for the next few weeks, we're going to be re-airing some of our favorite guest episodes. We'll be back with new episodes soon. Enjoy. Welcome. To just One More with Joanna and Daphne, a fitness and nutrition podcast for normal people who want to be more awesome. If you have trouble deciding between Just One More Cupcake and Just One More Kettlebell Swing, this is the podcast for you. I'm Joanna
1: Shaw-Flam. I'm an actor, a comedian, and a normal person. And I'm Daphne Yang. I'm a certified personal trainer, certified nutrition counselor, and the creator of Hit It, New York's ultimate high-intensity interval training workout. And before we begin, remember to talk to your doctor or medical practitioner before starting any
0: workout or nutrition plan. Um, we have a special guest with us today. Today, but before I introduce our special guest, you should sign up for our mailing list. Was that a good segue? It was a bad segue, but uh, it's what happened. Uh, sign up for our mailing list. We send emails um, twice a month. Um, they have exclusive content uh, for our special mailing list listeners. Um, it's uh, bonus information, but it's also a good way to, like, say you were out walking your dog when you listened to the podcast and you were like, ugh, there was that thing I really wanted to remember and I don't remember because I was walking my dog. Um it's nice to get it in text format in your email. So uh, you can sign up on our website, which is just more There's a little box where you put in your email and uh, you'll be super cool because only the coolest people are on our mailing list. Right, Daphne? You guys are all so cool.
2: <laughs> that's Everyone. all.
0: That's all they want. Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, uh, Daphne, will you
1: introduce today's guest? Because I know that you are friends as well as colleagues. I would love to introduce today's guest. So I am delighted and honored to have my incredible friend and immensely talented chiropractor, Dr. Laura Roos, here as our guest today.
0: Hi, Laura. Hi! Um, we call you Dr. Laura when we talk about you privately,
1: so I'm just going to call you Dr. Laura the whole time because yeah. I think it's great. I can't not call you Dr. Laura. I know, and you got so.
2: everybody else doing it, too, so <laughs> it's, it's now, I have adopted it, so and that's okay.
1: Dr. Laura will come and take hit at classes, and so I always try to address everyone by name during the workout, so I'll be like, <laughs> way to go, Tina, be- Yeah, yeah like keep Tina. it up, yeah. way to go, Dr. Laura! Exactly, and then Amazing. immediately everyone turns and looks at
2: her, <laughs> and
1: they're like, oh! She's a big, bad doctor. (laughs) She looks like a good doctor.
2: (laughs) Spending their burpees and sweating.
1: Yeah, I'm like, you better be looking good while I'm, you know, giving you a shout-out. Everyone's going to turn and look at you and be like, there's a doctor
2: taking the class. Oh, my gosh. There's a doctor in the house. She's so amazing.
0: Um, Well, Laura, who are you and what do you do?
2: (laughs) Yeah, Um, so I am a um, chiropractor. Very specifically, I'm a sacro-occipital and cranial chiropractor here in New York and Union Square. And in Brooklyn, Um, and I've been doing that for maybe I think about four years. I struck out on my own last year, just about a year ago. Um, Yeah, and congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, we just hit that milestone. It was speaking of milestones. Yeah, Uh, it was awesome. Great. And Daphne sees
0: you for chiropractic care. Is that right, Daphne? Yeah,
1: I see Dr. Laura very, very regularly, um, once a week minimum. <laughs> <laughs>
0: awesome. Well, one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on the show is that I have never seen a chiropractor. Um, and I'm always curious about things that have been a big part of Daphne's wellness routine that I've never done, uh, because usually I get roped in somehow. So uh, that's what happened when we had Sarah on to talk about acupuncture. Now I go to acupuncture like all the time. Oh, Sarah's fault and Daphne's fault
1: uh, by association. I, I end up being an ambassador for yes. all the all the wellness. Practices that I become very passionate about, and I end up just promoting the (laughs) the crap out of them. (laughs) So,
0: can you start out just sort of by describing what chiropractic
2: care is, and then, you know, what your specific Practices like? Yeah, of course. So I think um, chiropractic at its fundamental is kind of based off of two things. One, it is making sure that the nervous system is running as clear as possible and without any interference. Um, and the way that's facilitated is from a structural standpoint. So if we think of our skeletal system as being kind of the foundation for the rest of our body, just as like you have a foundation for your home, you want that to be as balanced as possible so that it can work properly and function at its absolute best, and that is um, when the the foundation is really nice and balanced, that's when the nervous system is running at its best, which then obviously feeds to all of our organs and all of our important parts, so um, therefore we just kind of function on a little bit better, a little bit higher level.
0: Cool. And we'll review about nervous system. So our skeletal system obviously is our bones and stuff, and the nervous system includes our nerves but also what else (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean I know it's just for any listeners who don't know oh of
2: course (laughs) I definitely know what it is yeah so so I think uh, first and foremost is our brain um and then Atasha is this spinal cord, which goes all the way down um through our spine, which our spine protects, and then all the nerves come out of that, and they all go and attach to everything that we need um for hormones and for um muscle and for sensory and all those types of functions um yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So <laughs> someone, who's,
0: someone who's coming to you, and maybe Daphne, you can be our specific, and then Dr. Laura, you can tell us sort of more in general. Maybe you can tell us, Daphne, why you see Dr. Laura, and then we can talk more in general about like why someone might come, might seek chiropractic care.
1: Well I think there's a, a common, one common misconception is that people think all a chiropractor does is crack Pop or snap things back into place. And although it does feel like sometimes that that's what's happening, like I literally feel, I prefer the term realign. (laughs) But um, initially, when I first started to see a chiropractor, and Dr. Laura, I've actually only been seeing you for about a year now. Mm -hmm. So prior to that, I was actually with another chiropractor. So I was with, I know, I know. So (laughs) I was with another chiropractor, and I've seen quite a few. Quite a few chiropractors in right, my you have day because I have <laughs> problemos with my everything now. So, so, I first my first uh foray into the world of chiropractic care, I was really young, and my parents were always seeing chiropractors and um and very good ones too. So, I would go to appointments with them. Uh, my younger sister, who's very tall, has always had some back issues because of scoliosis, and then for me, everything began when I was. Uh, 19 years old and I had my first neck injury and it was one summer that I was at home from college and I was swimming and I turned my neck a certain way and felt something completely pop that I had broken my spine, um, the pain is indescribable. Like, the pain that happened was worse than worse than my ACL, damn, for sure, uh, because it's your spine. It's the base of your neck. It feels it's like... It's like, here's all the parts where you feel things. Now hurt that. Mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> definitely. And the pain was so bad, just from doing swimming freestyle um, doing laps that summer in California. The pain was so bad that I some- got myself out of the pool and I went to the locker room and I was trying to shower so I could get myself home. And I was thinking to myself, how am I going to drive home? The pain didn't even feel muscular. It felt like my spine had snapped. That's what it felt like. And um, I ended up blacking out and throwing up in the shower. And I came to... This has happened Daphne- so many times. <laughs> we just <laughs> have, like a running count
0: on the podcast. How many times has Daphne... Blacked out in the shower from pain.
1: Yeah, yeah. Quite a few. Yeah. It's like...
0: Although I have to say, part of it is just that because you're a very athletic person, you are often in showers and locker rooms. This is true. so. I, I feel like it's, <laughs> it would be like saying that like something bad happened to me like multiple times at a
1: Chipotle. It's like I just go to Chipotle, like, and sometimes bad things happen. Right. Exactly. So I guess in this case, and I love Chipotle too. <laughs> I think I'm in locker rooms more than Chipotle. However, that's would, the difference I, between us. And I would <laughs> like that to change, though. So. We are not sponsored by no. Chipotle. Just saying. Yet. Uh, so you're so busted. They're I blacked out. In the I shower. blacked out in the shower, vomited. Um, called my mom immediately, who. Uh, it was like a whole production because my car was there, so two people had to come get me. One person had to pick me up. Sister had to get the car. It was a whole mess. Um, went home. My mom threw me into a neck brace. She didn't throw me into a neck brace. <laughs> she was very concerned, obviously. Yeah. And um, immediately, it was, so it was the next day that we went to... We actually, I actually didn't go to the hospital right then and there. We just kind of kept me horizontal for a night. And then the next day, we went to the hospital and... And this is what they said. They said, oh, you had a muscle spasm. Oh, we took the x-rays. Everything is fine. Here is um, some Celebrex, I think, was the medication at the time. It's just a muscle pain reliever, and you're going to be totally fine. I was not totally fine, and it ended up being about, for me, I was 19, so just maybe under a decade of really, really, really traumatic neck pain, and it would get better, and then something would happen, and it would pop again, essentially a disc herniation. Um, I knew to you the point where, some of the neck brace part oh of your life. Oh my gosh, so then in college, you saw me quite a bit in college where it would pop, and the pain was excruciating, and it would take three to five days every time for the pain to go away, and this is not muscular pain. This was scarier than any ACL, scarier than any injury I've ever had in my life, so this was probably, for me, more traumatic than the ACL and it injury. Happened to me when you were younger. It happened to me when I was younger and it became a chronic thing and I thought that I was going to have to live this way for the rest of my life. And then finally it was the senior year of college. I had another moment actually where I blacked out again in the shower again from the neck pain like this is this is so obviously it was affecting my nervous system right dr laura <laughs> like looking for yeah the doctor laura's looking at me like i'm she's horrified right now <laughs> I mean, she's like okay you're just passing out in the shower um, how have you not hit your head <laughs> like are you still alive um so but that but in college when i passed in the shower at least i didn't throw up that time but um the first Small time i did scene. i know i know um, and then did the whole NYU medical thing. That's when they took all the MRIs. They found that there was just major, major, major herniations. The discs were a mess because that doesn't show up in, that does not show up in x-rays. Yeah. So, um, so from there, I just thought that, I, I thought that life was over essentially. And I thought I was going to have to have back surgery. I didn't know what to do to make this better. Prior to this uh, senior year MRI situation, where I was really getting proactive about it, I mean, it had happened uh, probably a dozen times leading up to it, where something would pop, and then I'd be in the neck brace for three to five days and completely out of commission. This was during college, and I remember the summer before my the summer before my senior year of college, what really. Instigated This was I was once again at home in California for the summer, this time running, took a wrong step, jarred my neck, everything popped again. And I was supposed to go to Taiwan for the summer and with a big, you know, a big trip and ended up having to push my start of the trip back. And I was the one who joined, you know, this group of kids in Taiwan. It was this whole big kind of summer camp type thing late. And my mom had to travel with me because that's how injured I was and then I got to Taiwan and all the other college kids they were like oh you're the one who you did you like you like broke your neck or something and I was like no 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 um you have to be babysat by
0: your mom yeah Um, yeah totally
1: so we've all already met the person we're going to marry. So, so." Um, so that senior year of college, then I was in physical therapy. For me, things did not change or get better until I met my former chiropractor before Dr. Laura when I was age 23. So 23, 24, um, about eight, nine years ago. And this was Dr. Tim Merrick. And Dr. Tim Merrick totally just saved me. And I told him everything. And he looked at my MRIs. And so began my very deep deep relationship with chiropractic care and learning what it can do for me. Not only did he essentially realign everything in my upper spine so that 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 pain it doesn't happen anymore knock on wood but it has been years I've gone years without having that pop happen where yeah, uh, no my neck, spine, brace yeah, in no, no neck brace yeah in the last several years yeah and Johnny you know I, mean? I totally remember being with you and the neck brace and in theater classes that's and, probably why we were friends because I was like oh she's in a neck brace yeah, she's someone she's, I can relate <laughs> to <laughs> she's real cool because she's in a neck brace. she might talk to me <laughs> <laughs> So that for me was um, that that start of the the healing process. But then it was during that time that I realized that chiropractic care did so much more than just address my spine. So it was, when I first met him, I saw him very aggressively, three times a week for about six months, getting everything realigned with my spine. Essentially, my discs were just like squished out of place and were pressing yep. on my nerve um, on my spinal cord. So my spinal cord, that's why I was passing out all the time. And that's why everything was locking up because it wasn't muscular. It was my spinal cord. And that's why it's so scary because that's your lifeline. So... Well, in case any of our listeners are now terrified. <laughs> I know. It's horrifying. I, well, and it has a great ending for you. There is a great ending. Not to um, Everyone, but right. <laughs> there's the but I learned that chiropractic care is not about just pain and fixing pain and the spine and cracking and adjusting. That was when I learned that although it did address all of that, I became a new person from uh, on so many different levels. It was as if my brain and my body were communicating all of a sudden. And so in addition to chiropractic care, being able to help with the pain reduction and to address injuries and fix injuries, it was as if I learned, um, I, I slept better. My stress levels were lower. My overall quality of life was improved and my anxiety levels were down big time. So then Dr. Tim Merrick, uh, moved on to become a life coach and then I met Dr. Laura and the rest is history and now she takes such good care of me so I see Dr. Laura I see you once a week now for maintenance and when something does pop up if I was on my computer a funny way if I strain my tricep during class if I pulled my hamstring if my lower back is bothering me because I was either teaching too much or sitting too much if something popped out of place with my knee. I'm able to see you for that and then also overall balance and quality of life. And that is, in a nutshell, a very big (laughs) nutshell, (laughs) my journey with um, chiropractic care. So something I'm very, very... Very passionate and adamant about
0: totally well Laura I assume that not everyone who sees you has had as traumatic uh, <laughs> experience as Daphne so in in sort of a more general sense why are your patients coming to see you
2: yeah so I think um, a lot of my patients do kind of start out in the same path that Daphne did not maybe not quite at that extreme but um, they do come with some type of pain related thing. so it is a hip pain or um, a labral tear or you know obviously back neck tension that type of stuff and um, jaw tension, headaches, Um, but then um, as we are are going through the process of of getting their bodies back into balance and allowing their bodies to really just kind of heal itself now that their nervous system is kind of connecting and, and functioning better. Um, they do start to notice the same things where it's just like oh I'm sleeping a little bit better oh like I don't feel quite so stressed I feel a little lighter when I leave and that all of a sudden now those those types of effects are just lasting longer and longer and longer between their um, their sessions with me and and it really does just kind of speak to that like quality of life um, because stress is like so crazy it causes so much chronic stuff Right, so I mean, like it goes from like you know um, obesity types of things to like heart problems to all these different things. So yeah, to be able to keep our stress down and to keep our bodies functioning at their optimal, so that we one don't get hurt as much, but then also two can just like live a better life. That's that's ultimately what I, I hope for all of my patients to have.
1: I feel like in addition to you treating acute injuries. You also work on the body as a whole, which then allows, it's like you facilitate the healing process overall. And I feel like ever since I started working with you, when something does pop up for me, it goes away a lot quicker. Like if I hurt myself, it's like my body is primed and ready and healthy and it addresses it a lot faster. Or something could potentially become chronic, but nothing becomes chronic anymore for me.
0: Yeah. So how did you come to this field? Like
2: did like Baby Laura like
0: <laughs> want to grow up to become a chiropractor? Like how did you find yourself here?
2: No, baby Laura wanted to be a paleontologist and dig up dinosaur bones. Awesome. <laughs> and you <laughs> still have the bones. Aww. And I still do. That's so, so yeah. Cute. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I wanted to be an astronaut. But uh, aside from these things. <laughs> but all like sciencey stuff. Yeah. Aww. All sciencey stuff. And um yeah, I it was like a totally like off, like doing the complete opposite. So I was pre-med and, and really didn't find myself fitting into a good structure with the medical system, at least in the way that I understood it to be in, back in Minnesota, where, where I'm also in- from. Yeah. yeah sorry. <laughs> in the Midwest. I know, I've been so excited to meet you. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I, w- I worked in a pharmacy for a while, and I ultimately ended up in food science because I love food and I love cooking. And I was like, oh, cool, I could do this for a living and I can make healthy, nutritious food for people. And I worked for a-, a company where we made cereal, and it was over 50% sugar by weight. And I was like, well, this isn't really my treat. <laughs> this is not what I wanted. Um, and at the time, my then my boyfriend, now husband, had to move to New York and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the perfect time for me to just like cut and run. We're gonna start something new. I really want it to be in something that really can just like get to the root of someone's health um, in a very powerful way. And I went back and I spoke with my, um, my family's chiropractor And I started getting this kind of like inkling that I'd never had before. Like I never really felt passionate about anything. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, this is really intriguing. So in three months I applied to school, went and was interviewed, and then was accepted and accepted like my acceptance. And like it was just all very, very fast. And then we moved to New York and I started chiropractic school. And like about a month in, there's like a lecturer that came in and he was talking about all of his experiences. And I just like started to whelm up with tears. I'm like, oh my gosh, I found it. This is honestly, what just resonates so strongly for me. Yeah, so it was it was a very lucky way of falling into things.
0: Well, it's lucky except that you like worked hard to get there. <laughs>
2: like, it's
0: lucky in addition to working hard to get there. Yes. So, um, how long does it take to go through school to be a chiropractor? Or yeah. What was your schooling experience like?
2: Right. Um, so you start out with um, getting your undergrad. So I got mine um, in biology back in Minnesota. And wait, uh, where in Minnesota did you go? Oh, I went to I went to Duluth. Oh, nice. So up north. There have lots of friends there. <laughs> Yeah. Good good town. Uh, very cold. Uh, yeah. No, I'm <laughs> I, I won't take like, you there, Daphne. It's so fine.
1: Cold. <laughs> we'll vacation elsewhere.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Although in the summer it's actually really nice. That's
2: true. It yeah. is. It's so nice. Yeah. But, but so we, we did that for a few years and that was, that was lovely. Um, so four years for undergrad. Um, And then a chiropractic school is, um, it's unique because it's year round. So you get trimesters and a couple of weeks off in between. And so all in all, I was there for maybe four years also again um, going year round. So it's intense, but it was, it was like the equivalent
0: of five years of school. If you didn't have school in the summer, right? Mm -hmm. you
2: got it. Yep. Yep. So, um, so yeah, so that, that we, I finished that up and then immediately went into, um, working. I was just very, very lucky to get an, uh, an associateship at a practice that where the chiropractor was a very whole body centered. And she also worked a lot with people's craniums. Um, that's like the, your head. Your head, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She would actually move the bones of the head to help it facilitate the rest of the body's balance. Because not we don't always learn about that in different like in our, in our chiropractic school, like in our like generic toolbox that we that we walk away with with our diploma. Um, <clears throat> all of a sudden it hit me. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. That's where 80% of our nervous system is. Why wouldn't we be working out there? Why wouldn't we be making sure that that is balanced as well as the rest of our body? Um, So that really kind of set me on the path to going down the route that I have with the very specific type of techniques that I work with now.
0: Well, that is a good segue, unlike (laughs) my bad segue earlier. So can you talk about those specific techniques? You mentioned two on your website, because I did my research, Um, (laughs) but I can only pronounce one of them, (laughs) which is Webster technique. And the other one is sacro occipital? yeah, you got it. So tell me about (laughs) your specialties or your
2: focuses there. Yeah, sure. So um occipital technique comes from the idea that you have your sacrum, which is at the base of your spine, that's the triangle part, and you have your occiput, which is at the very base of your head. And so they have this really cool relationship that as we breathe, they both kind of move in tandem. And they circulate all of the fluid that goes through our brain, down our spinal cord and back up that nourishes it and can, like keeps all the electrical... Um, activity happening, it keeps that moving and flowing in a really healthy way. And so if for any reason our body starts to compensate to the point of where they aren't moving in tandem anymore, the fluid kind of gets a little stagnant and just like if you have like stagnant water like it's not healthy it's gross like it doesn't have proper circulation to move and flow and do what it needs so by restoring that balance at like the very very center and core of us it it just like promotes a um a type of balance that just keeps you better longer and really just has like kind of like a, a a more profound effect Yeah. Uh, Oh, and then Webster technique um, is awesome. So that is it's most commonly known um, for women um, who are pregnant. Uh, basically all it is, I I can do it on men too, and I have done it on men. It's it's all about balancing the pelvis, right? So if your pelvis is really well balanced as a woman who is pregnant, that means that your uterus is going to be as full and open as possible to allow for fetal development and it turning so that it goes vertex and when it's time for um, labor and delivery. And all of those associated muscles that attach in your pelvis, which is a lot of them, they can all now work in tandem the way that they're meant to to make for a better um, labor and delivery experience, which everybody that's pregnant probably wants. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool.
0: They're very cool. Um, So speaking about your um, specialties or your focuses, are there a lot of different kinds of chiropractic care? And if you're, if you, if I'm just a random person and I'm going to see a chiropractor, what are all chiropractors going to have in common? And what might I look for that would differentiate them from each other? Yeah. So
2: that's that's an awesome question because there's there's so many types. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So I think the thing that um, is all in common is everybody is working to keep the nervous system as. Um, balanced as possible, keeping it from a a kind of like a structural standpoint and sometimes like an energetic standpoint as well. Um, That being said, there are a lot of different types of chiropractic. So some, it's a very light touch. Some appointment, some people have Uh, types of approaches that just take a little bit longer because they want the body to kind of absorb and integrate the changes as they go along and other ones are um, a lot more um, physical. Um, And the awesome thing is that every body is different and so you just have to kind of find what resonates and works well for you and obviously connecting with your practitioner is, is obviously really important to the trust and the healing process as well. So yeah, a little a little bit of something for everybody out there. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like from what Daphne was saying that
0: you in your practice have a real focus on like the whole body and well like wellness overall. And I would guess that that's not totally universal. Is that true in your experience?
2: Um, I like yes, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Obviously, I have a little bit of a biased opinion. Um, but the reason why I resonated so with this specific technique is just because. It is so whole body, it takes a look at everything so that if you have these patterns that keep coming back, we have to look at it and be like, okay, well, if I'm just going in and doing a couple things every day, like that's, that that doesn't seem to be doing it. So we want to take a look at your entire body because literally everything really is connected. Um, And we want to be able to take everything layer by layer getting deeper and deeper because as we go through life we have so many things that just kind of you know compound upon each other and our bodies are smart right we Mm -hmm. want to keep um, you know finding ways to keep moving forward so we have to dig down through those layers to really get to the core of what's happening and um, I just found that this is a really great way to do that. Yeah Um, so
0: my First memory of hearing about chiropractic care was um, growing up, there was this like little shopping center kind of near my house, and there was a TCBY where we liked to go <laughs> first. And, and the TCBY closed, and a chiropractic clinic went in instead. So I've always hated chiropractic. This is hard Oh, my gosh. Um, but, uh, you know, around I mean, I was a kid, so I wasn't really picking up on stuff. But I've always had this, um, like, sense that some people – Uh, who see chiropractors uh, like Daphne really, really like think it's like a critical part of their care, but that there also might be a faction of people who like, quote unquote, like don't think it's like real medicine. So if you had to place what you do sort of within the like medical wellness world, I asked Sarah the same question about acupuncture because there is sort of this like, I feel like uh, the U.S. is slowly coming to a... Like rounder idea of what medical care looks like right um, and I'm sort of guessing that chiropractic care fits into that world somewhere um, yeah. So I hope that's not an insulting question. No,
1: but no not good, at all. I think it's good. We're addressing this because there are people who have different I think there are people out there who do have different viewpoints on chiropractic care and the validity of chiropractic right. care. so and, like, I'm, are you a
0: witch is basically yeah. what I'm asking. Like, can you speak and to I'm, the listeners? I'm excited
1: for us to talk about this because, like I said in our episode with Sarah, our acupuncturist, who we all know, Dr. Laura just... I just came
2: from a session with Sarah, the acupuncturist.
1: We are a little wellness team. Because we all hang out together
2: in real life. It's yeah. pretty great.
1: It's pretty fun. Don't you want to be a part of our cast? Squad.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but I remember saying this about Sarah, and I will say this again about you and chiropractic care is that this isn't like some psychosomatic thing (laughs) like this isn't some psychosomatic thing where oh because I believe in acupuncture I feel better or because I believe in chiropractic care and I believe in Dr. Laura I just feel so much better afterwards no it is tangible and it is concrete and after sessions uh, with acupuncture and after sessions uh, doing chiropractic adjustments with you, it is very, very, very concrete how I feel before and how I feel afterwards. So it's 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 tangible. It's real. It's not like it's something that is just made up or something that is wishful thinking. Like there are very, very specific things that w- one feels after an appropriate and a proper chiropractic adjustment, and it's a very um, distinct reduction in. Muscle tension uh, reduction in muscle spasms, a reduction in pain uh, it it's just such a it's it's such a real feeling so that that's my two cents on dispelling the notion that chiropractic care does not work because. It does work. Counter argument, it does. (laughs) And that's my counter argument. Yeah. Well,
0: now that Daphne has cheerleaded for you for a few minutes, I wish uh, I had
1: some pom poms because (laughs) you don't need them. You live them. (laughs) I live them. Yeah. 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 No. I eat, (laughs) breathe, sleep pom poms.
0: Please stop eating pom poms. (laughs) It's not good for you. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but what has your experience been of, of that sort of uh, idea about chiropractic care?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, there there's a lot of, of science out there, and I, I love that chiropractors are doing more and more to, you know, really get some research behind what it is that they're doing, and um, And but from very like anecdotally also, I can say um, that there are some (laughs) patients that I have had that have walked in very skeptical Uh (laughs) Um, and against uh, maybe what what they, you know, started out believing they um, they are actually feeling better. And now they're like, oh, like, yeah, my my golf game was not quite as painful this week. And the only thing different was your session that we did, so... It's like, duh. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And I, I do think that, you know, obviously, if you get hit by a bus, do not come to your chiropractor. Do not come to me right away. Go to the hospital. Like, everybody has their own area of expertise. But I will say that I do think chiropractic has a very um, important place in a preventative care and, and just... Like having a a quality of life that maybe you forgot about um, if you don't, you know, have that in your life right now. Um, So, yeah, I like to think of it kind of as like the preventative and maybe like before things get too crazy type of care, um, as well as acupuncture as well and eating well and meditation and all these great things. And then if your system finds, encounters something that I just can't handle and of course, yeah, go, go see, go see that person that you need to, to really like, you know, like, you know, brace your arm after you've broken it. And
1: you really meld into, uh, you really help people maintain their lifestyle too, which is another thing that I've really noticed with chiropractic care. Uh, the amount of wear and tear I have to put on my body for my work essentially from, training all the time and teaching classes all the time yeah. to demoing 18,000 squats in one day, uh, to being on the computer a lot now that, because now my work is starting to transition into more of the business management side of what I do. So, and you have never once told me to stop running. You have never once told me to not teach hit classes. You And you have never once told me to not go to Bikram yoga and you have never once told me to you know not do computer work for 4 days you understand that those are things that i have to bring into my life it's up to me to make adjustments maybe with my posture when i'm Uh, on the computer all the time it's up to me to take the responsibility maybe when I'm texting all the time I have to use my left hand instead of my right hand because whenever I use my right hand a line of tension goes up my entire tricep into my trapezius into my neck I know these things so you start the healing process and then it's up to me as your patient to make some adjustments but at the same time me still being able to Teach my classes, me still being able to run and me still essentially kind of putting my body through what I want to put it to, through what I want to put it through and what I need to put it through and you being able to make that better, like me recovering quicker from workouts and me uh, recovering faster from d- days where I do have to be really aggressive in terms of what I have to do physically. So it's not so much... And there are times where I'm like, I'm just undoing everything she's done. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, And I always try to see you. I always try to have an, a, my chiropractic adjustment with you either after a workout. I never work out after an adjustment because I do want to let my body absorb everything. However, sometimes I do see you and I have to teach that night. So some yeah. some work does have to be done on my end from a physical standpoint. And I always think to myself, oh my gosh, am I just undoing all of this? But... <laughs> I really try to retain as much as I can, but I do feel like you allow people, you allow people to continue to do the things that they love to do while making their overall quality of life better from a mental and emotional standpoint as well, but especially a a physical, physical, tangible standpoint.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think that when a patient and a practitioner can have that relationship, that is a, understood where it's like a little bit of what we do in our session, but then I can't follow you around all day. I would love to follow you around all day, (laughs) thanks. We probably get too tired. I
1: know, (laughs) I've seen a lot of you the past five days. I've seen you every day since Wednesday. Yeah, (laughs)
2: Amazing! (laughs) Um, Yeah, but still, I don't see you uh, during that entire day. So, it is, it's a little bit on the patient to be like, okay, let's identify some areas where we can work at this, where you can still do what you do, because ultimately We're just kind of providing a counterbalance to everything, so that you can live the life that you want to live and just live it even better, and also preserve your body and your nervous system for years and years down the road.
1: Mm -hmm. Totally, that's what I I say to my clients too. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I see you two hours out of a, you know, how many hours are in a week? Like, I
2: can't follow you
1: around. Yeah, to your cabinet and pantry. (laughs) (laughs) Going back to the
0: sort of like, you know, go to the doctor if you get hit by a bus, but like. You know, this can help you um, have a better quality of life that, like, you know, maybe you don't go to the doctor just because you're, like, you know, stiff when you get up from your chair and, or, you know, you're feeling some arm pain at work. There's so much discomfort that we ignore and are willing yes. to live with because going to the doctor is such a pain and sometimes really expensive, or we just have this idea that, like, doctors are for emergencies, and um, one of the things... In all this talk about like self care, like self care has sort of become a cliche term, but I think it is really important to talk about these ways that we can make our daily life, daily lives, less painful, um, easier to do, um, to, and just like feel better in our day to day lives that don't involve taking drugs. Um, or necessarily like having something be so bad that it's very obvious that we have to go to the doctor right. um because like you shouldn't it shouldn't have to be like you're in intense pain, so you go to the doctor or you do nothing, like most of us are living somewhere in the middle, right we have especially as we get older, we have like little things that are like kind of annoying, but like we ignore them because we're busy, and we don't necessarily realize how much better we could be feeling, yes, um, and absolutely. I think that that. Makes a lot of sense that like there is a big place for that that our medical system, as it exists in the larger sense, just totally ignores. And I want to say you went to the doctor when you first had your injury, and they told you you were fine and gave you painkillers. Yeah. And that is something that I think happens to a lot of people Absolutely. in various. Even if they are correctly diagnosed, it's basically like take these painkillers and yeah. don't bother me. Um, and I'm not saying don't go to the doctor. Still go to the doctor, and if you get a response which is you're fine, here's a prescription for painkillers, and that doesn't sit right with you, um, it can be useful to go to someone who is an expert who doesn't necessarily have to know how to diagnose a cold, but is an expert on like how your pelvis works, um, <laughs> you know, because uh, they look at that stuff all the time, like. Um, I feel that way about my physical therapist. Like I went to a bunch of people to talk, um, you know, a bunch of doctors to talk about my shoulder, and they were all sort of like, "Yeah, there's a lot of bones in there. I don't know, like maybe don't use it." And I was like, "That's not super helpful." And then I went to a PT who was like, "Okay, what did you? What do you do for work? Like, how do you think you got the injury? Let me see how your body moves when we do this stuff. I can like now give you some exercises that will help you do that better." Um, and like you were able to go to a chiropractor who could say, okay, I look at hundreds of spines, like I can help you with yours. Mm-hmm. So there's something to be said for someone who like specifically
1: works on just the part of you that you're talking about. Yeah. And, and when I did, uh, so the, that first time I said that they didn't even order an MRI when I had that. No initial, one ever wants to order an no, MRI. No, no, Cause it's expensive for everyone involved. And, and to be fair, it's annoying to get them also. It is, it is. And it's time consuming. And they should have ordered an MRI when I was 19 and had that first experience, but they didn't. But then when the MRI did finally happen four years later towards the end of college, then all they said was, it's pretty bad. We're going to put you in physical therapy. At this point in time, when it is something that is so severe in the spinal cord and and I am a huge proponent of physical therapy. I have so many physical therapist friends. Um, I had an amazing physical therapist who rehabbed me back to walking after my ACL surgery. Um, Dr. Ray Edney, uh, who's a near and dear friend of mine. But when it came to the injury or the, these major herniations, multiple herniations that all just happened in that one twist of the neck. When I was swimming, it could have been things leading up to it. Maybe I don't, I don't know, but, um, at that point in time, having a physical therapist working on me to I, – I, I remember this very distinctly. The physical therapist, all she said to me was, oh, you need to stretch out your pectorals and we need to strengthen your back muscles. It's just your, your back is weak. And I was like, that is a crock of bull. I wasn't even in the personal <laughs> training world yet, and I knew that that was not going to do anything. And I tell people that all the time. I tell people all the time. You need to stretch out your pecs and you need to strengthen your back. And that is true if someone is at a computer all day long and they just have tight pectorals and a weak back and maybe that's where some of the pain and muscle tension is coming from. But at that time, that was all the medical world was able to offer me,
0: and so much of they that were, has to do with insurance, right? Because, yeah, because
1: yeah. um, they
0: don't want to do an MRI unless they've done all the things so they can prove to the insurance that they should cover an MRI for you. So, and physical therapy is one of the things too. They don't want to mm-hmm. do an MRI until so they have you do six, six weeks physical of therapy. physical therapy, and then um, they
1: prescribed me the highest dose of muscle relaxers and painkillers. And for months of senior year, and even after graduation, I just remember these were muscle relaxers where someone could probably take half and be good for the day, and I was taking two or three pills at a time. And so I'm just hopped up on medication. Um, People would even ask me if I I was, did I feel high from the muscle relaxers? And I said, no, I just feel maybe a little bit more normal because of all the, the muscle tension that was coming from the disc herniation. So, you know, it's one of those things where, and once again, me being a huge proponent of chiropractic care, there are some things that the medical world just will not offer. There are, it will always be with an injury, there will always be an x-ray, there will always be a prescription for a painkiller, and there will always be potentially an MRI and then physical therapy. But that's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. What else? And then surgery. So if anyone is going through any type of bodily pain right now, any type of physical pain from a medical standpoint, that's all that's going to happen. So if you have tried physical therapy, if you've tried painkillers and if something's not working, then it's common sense. You have to try something else. Mm -hmm. You have to. And then I'm also this is clearly something I'm very passionate about, but people don't have to live with pain. And I learned that when I started to see a chiropractor regularly, and then it became shocking to me that people did live with pain when it could be so easily taken away within one to two adjustments and uh, learning that. And then even with you, I mean, how many times have I texted you, Dr. Laura, and been like, oh my gosh, how is not everyone seeing you? Uh, You know, how is not everyone doing this? Because um, humans deserve better. And this is going to be, I guess, my big takeaway of what I'm going to finish saying, but, but pain is not normal Mm -hmm. and you don't have to live with it. So,
0: well, one reason that I, as a like quote unquote normal person might not go to a chiropractor is I don't know what's going to happen and it sounds scary. So when I (laughs) come to see you, um, what kinds of things might happen to me?
2: Yeah. Um, good question. So, you know, every chiropractor is going to have a little bit different approach. My philosophy is I want to meet the patients where they're at. So if I have a patient that comes into me and says, I am deathly afraid of this, but my so-and-so is forcing me to come to see dad, you, me. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sit there and be like, okay, like, let me, let's explain everything and let's talk and let's find a place that where you can be comfortable, but I can still feel like we're making a difference. So... That means that you, if you can go to someone with a, a larger toolbox, right? Like, there, there are so many things that we can do to get the body started, to get back into balance. And maybe along the way, we build enough trust that, yeah, we can do anything. Um, but essentially, every patient, when they come in, they're gonna have a really long intake form because I wanna know so much about you and what you goes on in your daily life and what causes you stress, both physical and, um, and probably mental from work and living in New York here, at least. Um, And then we're going to sit down, we're going to talk about this so that you have a chance to get me your take on things and not just kind of like a fill in the blank. We're going to do an exam from your toes all the way up through your cranium to see what is in balance, that is great, and where there are maybe some areas where we could, you know, build a little bit better balance by way of doing some gentle mobilization through the joints, or maybe working on the muscles a little bit, or even going in a little bit deeper and working on things like your diaphragm, or maybe um, talking about doing some a meditation or some nu- nutritional like shifts in your in your day um and then from there we just kind of start to work and tailor things to a way that that is makes you still feel secure um and that we can really get you feeling great by the end of the session yeah.
0: so am i am i wearing clothes am i wearing workout
1: clothes <laughs> I know. am i, I and, like, a yes, say, yeah. <laughs> Please. have asked me this i had a client the other day One of my male clients, who I'm trying to get to see you once again, (laughs) his Daphne is sending him. Um, And he was like, so are you like naked? I was like, oh. I was like, how much clothing I will
0: or not be wearing has a great impact on
2: what I do in my life.
0: I totally forget
2: that. That's a thing. Yeah, I forget too. Yeah. Yeah. And and, don't get me wrong, like everybody does things a little different. For me personally, please stay dressed. Yeah. <laughs> I I would love if you had clothes on. Um, <laughs> I've heard that before. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> um if you're in athletic clothing i think that's awesome because we can like we get a full range of motion and maybe you don't have like a super like a delicate lace top on where we have to be like you know super careful about it you know but um but generally speaking yes clothes are on and you are you know, fully comfortable and and non-exposed and am i like Standing up doing stuff. Am I lying down on a table? Is it a combination
0: of things? Yeah.
2: So um, sometimes we'll do a little bit of work standing um, Or seated, but most of it's going to take place laying down So you're going to be laying face down a little bit You're going to be laying face up a little bit and we're just going to have constant communication the whole time so that you know What's going on and why we're doing it and what might come next Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and how long is an average session? Oh, yeah, or your average session, right? So my average session the first one's about an hour because we like to kind of get an idea of what's going on and what approach We want to take and just kind of really Find out what your patterns are and then from then on usually they're about a half hour because then we have a a, a Plan of what we're gonna do and we can just very quickly reassess and see how things went since your last session And just keep on working towards all the good stuff
1: Yeah, your sessions are so thorough.
2: They're Uh immensely
1: thorough. I um I used to not that there was anything wrong with this, but before I met you and I was with uh, Dr. Merrick, we were able to get me in and out in three minutes <laughs> because I was like, just pop everything back into place. I got to go. And I would cut the line. <laughs> yeah. And, and Dr. Tim, he would let me. He would be like, okay. And then he'd be like to all the new patients, he'd be like, I just need four minutes. And I'd be like, pop, 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 pop. And I'd be like, hug and bye. So, But I love your, and that worked for me at the time. And, um, but I love the sessions with you because they are a completely different experience. And so all chiropractors work a different way. Um, and, and
0: this uh, would be a great place to say, like, find one that feels right for you. Oh, totally. Um, because you're not going to keep going if it doesn't feel like what you're looking for. Like mm-hmm. I saw a physical therapist early on in my shoulder thing that was more of a sort of like sit in a dark room alone with a zapper thing on your shoulder for 15 minutes. And then like go do some sad exercises and some sad exercise machines for a while. And I didn't like it, so I didn't stay. And then, like, when I later saw another physical therapist who was like, I'm going to talk to you about what's happening, and we're going to, like, do exercises that I'm actually going to teach you how to do and watch you do and see if they're effective. I was like, oh, this can be good. (laughs) But I can also see someone who, like, might prefer sitting in the dark for 15 minutes. So... Um, if you go and see someone and you don't love the vibe, like don't let that destroy your experience. Like totally. try somebody else.
2: Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And try to get recommendations. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure you all have a friend or you have a Daphne <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that, <laughs> that has someone that might work well with you. Yeah, totally. 100%. Um So you started your own practice. I did. Um,
0: What has that been like? I know that you're one of Daphne's like hashtag girl bosses.
2: (laughs) You are. Um, You're a boss lady. It is. It has just been so amazing um, and so terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The whole entrepreneurial world just like opened to me and I was like, oh. <laughs> okay, um, so it is amazing to be able to have patience and to be able to look and be like, okay, here's what we're gonna do because I have zero limitations of of holding me back of telling me I can't do what we I think would would work well for us. Um, but at the same point in time, that means that everything is resting on my shoulders and being like, okay, like, yeah, I we need to figure this out. And and there are so so many amazing people that have made this possible. I wouldn't and I don't think anyone really can fully have success and be a, a, a impactful practitioner without having amazing people around them. So just like the support of my family and my husband. Um, hi, Jason. Hi. And, um And then Daphne, uh, who we met by chance at an event. And then just like all of a sudden, knowing you and all of your amazing people. And now I see Sarah and I know Ray and all of these amazing people that we can come together. And if I don't have an answer, I know one of you does. And so... It's it's just been such an incredible experience for the community that that you can um, foster, and it's been
0: oh so nice. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it's nice too. I mean, it, that having that freedom to, um, like you were saying, like build whatever um, program your patient needs without sort of having to worry about like fitting into someone else's schedule or someone else's like rubric of what of what you do or don't do.
2: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it pushes you to be a better practitioner because then everything is on your shoulders and you really want to do your absolute best by by the patient. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, How has your nutrition and fitness outlook changed over the last 10 years? And this is like a general question I like to ask guests because um, 10 years for most of the people we have on the show is like a pretty large portion of their adult lives yeah, Um, and uh, things also change so much in the community even just for normal people who are like reading magazines like 10 years ago uh, no one was eating meat and now it's like the only thing we're eating is meat and like you know (laughs) um, it can be very uh, uh, confusing for those of us who are normal people but I know this stuff is happening in a different way for people who are working in the field Um, so uh, if if you have any thoughts about sort of like how your overall outlook has changed yeah in the, in the past 10 years i'd be interested to hear
2: them oh okay. totally so that means 22 year old laura <laughs> <laughs> um Wow. Yeah, so I, I grew up in a very small area of, New, of Minnesota, and we had vegetable gardens, and we like, ate everything that we grew, and had like you know a, a share of like a cow and a pig. You know, you
0: know, right? <laughs> I grew up in the city, so I came to these things oh. later, but I okay. do know that they exist, and it's wonderful. Yes, there so it was
2: awesome. And at 22, I was living in uh, Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and I had my own little life, and I started kind of veering away from that. And so I was like, I had like a freezer full of lean cuisines yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't working out well because that's what we were told to do as totally. like women of that
0: age yeah. it's like yeah you don't you're too busy to cook because you have a job and the way to stay skinny is to buy these uh, processed
2: foods lean cuisine skinny cow ice cream yeah. mm-hmm, totally. sandwiches yeah. all this crap um and and yeah and so it wasn't until I started actually getting back into um, things that are more helpful so like going to chiropractic school and um, I got my uh, master's in nutrition at the same time and all of a sudden all of these these uh, like, little shifts started happening um, and how I viewed like taking like antibiotics all the time and uh, what food I ate and how much sleep I got and now um, I go to hit it <laughs> <and> <laughs> my glutes are still sore from Saturday <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um um, yeah, so it is. It's, it's, it's so crazy how much more um, mindful I, I've become. Um, and I, it's, it's crazy because I don't feel like everybody has that, right? No, not everybody has that wake up moment where they're like, oh yeah, there is like a list of 20 different things on the back of my food package that I don't know what that is. Um, and maybe I shouldn't be eating that. Totally. Well, and,
0: and it's, it really is confusing because people make money on keeping us confused, this is where I get into my, like, the world is a conspiracy. <laughs> but, like, um, it's not that it's a conspiracy, but it's that, okay. like, um, like, that's the way capitalism works, is that, like, to sell you a product, they make you feel a certain way that the product solves. So um, the more that food becomes a product, um, the more that's true. The more that food companies make us feel like the shape of our body isn't good enough. Like we don't have the ability to cook. Like we don't have the time to cook because that encourages us to pay for their products. Um, and so it's hard to have that sort of like wake up moment if you're not like in nutrition school or something like that, where, um, because no one is out there saying to you, like you actually can do this and it doesn't cost that much and it doesn't have to take that much time and you can be eating real food and like, it doesn't make you a bad person, and it's not going to make you like "quote unquote" fat. Like you're going to be healthier and happier um, if you eat these real foods, and like you don't have to be drinking skim milk anymore. Um, <laughs> except for us, we're the only ones. Right? <laughs> Podcast over. No, uh, but um, you know the the reason that people don't know these things is that there's like money riding on us not knowing them. So, science, you guys. Um, Real science. Real science, yeah. And Mm -hmm. if you're, you know, uh, my dad is great about doing this. And actually, my husband does it too. He'll like hear stuff on the show, and he'll be like, I believe it because Daphne says it, but like, is there science? I'm like, I don't know. You have Google. Like, look it up. (laughs) And the answer is like, yes. But also, you should be asking those questions. You should be asking them of me. You should be asking them of Daphne when she says stuff. Like, um, getting in the process of asking these questions. It's so true. You have to be your own advocate. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, And that, I think, uh, is just something that you practice doing. Um, And the more that you do it, the more you'll find yourself doing it because it gets easier to be annoying (laughs) and ask
2: questions. (laughs) But you also find your team, too, right? Totally. Yeah, yeah. Because once you find one, it can, like, unlock the door to all these other amazing resources. And then life is way easier because then you do have a Daphne to be like, hey, like, what's your take on artificial sugar? <laughs>
1: to which I just say, n- no. no. <laughs> just say no. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, but I can also be like, what's your take on salt lamps? And she's like, I don't know, I'm into it. <laughs> so yeah, I find am your team. Currently, That's good yeah. advice. Um, well, Dr. Laura, if people
2: want to find you on the internet, where do they find you? Yeah, so um, they can find me on my website. It's um, drlauraroos.com. So D R Laura Roos is R O O S. And my email is on there and um, any information about my practice. And um, they can also find me on Instagram uh, at the same thing, Dr. Laura Roos. Um, and if anybody has ever been interested or this makes sense to them and they're like, I really want to find a chiropractor like you, but I'm not in New York. Um, there are uh, other resources. So you can go to, um, Soto USA.com S O T O USA.com. Um, to find other chiropractors that practice the same way that I do that have been certified in this. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's there's a bunch of us out there. Great. And I can ask a question that
1: I'm sure a lot of people a lot of people are curious about. But in terms of health insurance and I, how Yes. Thank you. People <laughs> always ask um, people the first thing whenever I am trying to refer people to you. People ask me, "Oh, does she take health insurance?" Uh, to which I say, "Oh, just just ask her about it. Just ask her about it. <laughs>
0: she's like, I'm not
2: an insurance broker. Yeah. I don't know."
1: I teach. Her I'm it. Like yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's like something she can do.
2: So what's the story? <laughs> so, um, so the answer is. Yes and no. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am out of network, which means that um, you know a lot of people have in-network benefits, right? That's kind of like your base. And then some people, depending on their plans, have out-of-network benefits, um, which can be a, a, an, an animal in and of itself. I am happy to check on people's insurance for them to explain all of this to them um, for their specific case. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I think one of the biggest differences is, is that people that are in-network, other doctors... They don't, they have to be um, paid by insurance companies at the rate that the insurance companies set. And it's usually low. So they have to see more people. They have to have a higher volume in order to make a living. Um, When you choose to be out of network, um, yes, you know, the insurance companies may not cover everything for your session, but it also means that they're practitioners. They are free to kind of set up how they want to treat you, um, so sometimes it's a little more flexible in terms of the type of care that you're receiving and sometimes um, maybe a little more in depth. Uh, so that's why I've chosen to be out of network um, and I'm always happy to talk to people about it. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah that, I mean that's definitely a concern, um, you know, when I was talking to Sarah about acupuncture in her episode. Um, which I'll link to in the show notes because we've mentioned it, like, five times. Um, <laughs> one of the things she said was she was like, you know, I – she I think she has sort of a similar situation, um, but she said, you know, I, am, I can be expensive for some people, but, like, there are these other options for ways to do it or, you know, there are options about, like, how often you do it or for, like, what length of time. So if you think that it's something that might be um, beneficial
2: to you, like, talk to – people. Yeah. It's worth having that conversation, absolutely, because there's always ways to find um, a way to make it happen, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah. be upfront about it. Oh, percent I switched my, so when
0: my husband left his full-time job and we both um, have been in charge of our own businesses, our insurance sh- situation obviously changed and we have a much higher deductible. So what I spend on medical care all of a sudden like matters a lot more to me. Um, so I go into everything being like, I'm paying for this basically out of pocket. Like, what are we going to do? Like, I don't want anything that charges me money until we've talked about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm that way when I go to the doctor, doctor. I'm that way when I go to the eye doctor, everybody. I'm like, I don't have what you think I have. So what are we going to do? Uh, and they're always like, but, and I'm like, I don't know, look it up. And they're like, oh, you were right. And I was like, I know, I'm my own advocate.
1: Yeah. That, exactly. w- which is what you have to do nowadays. I can tell you... How many times, like like people will sneak in? They'll be like, "Oh, we need to do a test for this," or "We're adding this," and and then you just think it's all included, <laughs> and it's not. But then you just call and you yell, and then that's how I deal with that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> then you have but, to go to Dr. Laura and get yeah, readjusted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But so, in terms of uh, chiropractic care, acupuncture, um, even massage, all these things, even personal training, all these things that. All these things that can, uh, th- that do cost money. Um, my take on all these things is your health is the most important thing you have. It really is. And if we spend money on things like food and clothes and fun things, I do think it is important. Uh, if, if people are struggling to either come up with the finances to pursue all these self care, uh, to wellness practices because it can be expensive. Uh, you know, seeing a massage therapist and a chiropractor and an acupuncturist and a nutritionist and a personal trainer every single week. Uh, I mean, obviously that adds up. But to which I say, if you believe that this is something important for you, uh, then there's always a way. So, uh, and you you get what you pay for, you know. And I think about with my with our physical therapist friend, Dr. Ray. He also went. Independent and went out of network, so a lot of times. And I I remember when I had my ACL surgery, and then I was seeing him in a center first, just connected with him right away, and then he went privately. But I was still stuck at this center for um, a few more sessions, and just how. Oh, no, actually, I got transferred to another center, actually. And I remember it was just like the most bizarre situation because then I was at this physical therapist's office. They essentially gave me a list of exercises to do, sent me to do them on my own, and then at the end connected me to some stim pads and threw an ice pack on me, and I must have interacted with a physical therapist for about four minutes during an entire 30 to 45-minute session. Whereas with um, you and Dr. Ray, uh, you guys actually spend... A good 30 45 60 minutes with one patient versus working on multiple patients all at the same time like in a potential center so um, you know think about the level of self-care you want to have for yourself and um, and then um, yeah just be super open-minded about everything so totally well Laura is there anything else you wanted to make sure to say when
0: we were talking
2: <laughs> um no I mean honestly thank you first of all thank you so much for having me it's our pleasure Ah! no um i I, honestly though i think what you guys do is is so awesome because it really does bring so much um, amazing information to people and it it really can like just break it down to um to like little steps so that everybody can be more well and i think that's so important for everybody to find
0: awesome you guys i secretly held up a sign that was like say a bunch of nice stuff about the show (laughs) (laughs) um Dr. Laura, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, We'll link to all of your stuff in the show notes if people want to find you. Thank
2: you so much for having me. Sure.
0: And um, Daphne, stop passing out in the shower. Thanks, Joanna. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try my best. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne. Our show is hosted by Daphne Yang and me, Joanna Shaw-Flam. We're produced and edited by me. Our theme music is by Hannah vs. The Many, who you can hear at hannahvsthemany.com. We'll be back next week. You can make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing to Just One More on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. For show notes and for help subscribing, you can go to our website, justonemorepodcast.com. Let us know what you think. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Just One More Pod, on Facebook at Facebook.comslash Just One More Podcast, or you can email us at info at justonemorepodcast.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week. Um Daphne and I will do our like normal intro and then we'll introduce you and it will be great. Cool. I assume. <laughs> Sorry, no, I have to burp. It's great. Is a recording? <clears throat> Can we have that in the It is. First? Yeah, <laughs> I'll put it at the end.